Yeah, it's the Priceline Negotiator, and I'm here because I'm tired of you getting less. Less sunshine, less fun, less bang for your buck. It's time for more. That's why I'm getting you up to 60% off your favorite hotels, along with exclusive deals on rental cars and flights. Because when you save more, you can do more. More sunshine, more fun, a lot more for your dollar. Every trip is a big deal, so visit Priceline.com to get more out of your next trip. Using marijuana before the age of 25 could actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. Learn about marijuana at our website. In a world of big budget blockbusters, Travel back in time to explore the epic and not-so-epic movies of yesteryear. Join Tim, Chris, Dana, and Spaz on their adventures through Nostalgia Land. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of On Second Watch, where we first explore our nostalgia for a specific movie and then rewatch it and share our new experiences. And I'm going to let the great John Malkovich introduce this film for us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. With the epic guitar in the background. Love it. This is it. We're doing 1997's American action thriller film, Con Air. This is the directorial debut for Simon West and one of Scott Rosenberg's first screenplays and also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. This is our second Bruckheimer film, right? Bad Boys? Yep. And I think that was it. Yep. So I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of similarities. Uh, Before we get too far into this, there is a scene in this movie where they creatively introduce each one of the main convicts as they're boarding the plane. What I wanted to do was kind of take that scene where they, you know, introduce their name, give us their, their pseudonym, their, what they say, their AKA and why they were incarcerated. So I thought, Hey, let's introduce our group of convicts here on this podcast with their own AKA and explanation of why I think they would be in prison. Thank you. So, so this, is gonna end, so, this is going to end poorly. Oh, it, it's going to end dramatically. It's, it's going to end somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ending. Let's start. I'm going to go with me first. So that's Tim, a.k.a. the broke bank robber. He was accused of <laughs> he was accused of robbing a bank after fitting the description of a suspect that fled into the woods nearby. Did I ever tell you that story, guys? No, 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 but it's worth it. Really quick, Dana and I were in um, a, a park. We were, I think we were eating pizza. Yeah, we were having lunch or something. Yeah, this is, we were, God, what were we, 18, 19-ish? Right? Yeah, around there. So we're just sitting there eating pizza, minding our own business, and we're looking across the park, and there was like six cop cars just all the way down on the other side. We're like, oh, that's weird. All the cars drove away except for one. And we're just sitting there, still eating our pizza. All of a sudden, this car goes up over all these embankments and hills right towards us and stops right in front of us. They get out of the car, 
they start questioning us and asking where we've been. When do we get our food? And we're just wondering why. And they said, well, there was a bank robbery on the other side of this park. And you fit the description of the suspect very well. I'm like, uh, why would I be sitting here eating pizza if I robbed a bank? You got and, hungry, man. All that robbing I mean, makes you hungry. Yeah, yeah. I, I must have ran, you know, 200 meters and like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and eat a Little Caesars pizza. This is exactly <laughs> what I would do. But so I was like, okay, that's just like the weirdest thing ever. And they eventually just left. And then we go home or we go back to Dana's place and her parents are like, hey, um, did you know there was a robbery right down the street? Like, yeah, cops were questioning us. They said I, I fit, the, fit the description of the suspect. And they're like, what? It was like a five foot, 300 pound guy. I'm like, wait, well, what? It's like, what the, what the heck were the cops uh, questioning me for? I was, was just, I'm quite literally the opposite of that being a six foot five, 130 pound scrawny. It was just, it was just the weirdest thing. You're a snot nosed kid eating pizza in the park, man. Yeah. It, it was a really weird I. experience. <laughs> one of the many weird police experiences, but that, that, that's the one I wanted to bring up for myself. Yep. So next. That's Dan, a.k.a. The Spaz. During a Catholic school basketball game, he told the ref to F off and Sparta kicked a chair across the basketball court, killing four and scarring at least 15 children for life. Heck yeah, man. That's that's loosely based off a true story. I appreciate the fact that his tantrum was caught on tape. I've seen it before. Someone has it. Yeah. That's how I've seen. That's how I saw it. I, I wasn't at the game, and all I remember is him just getting yelled at, and like either getting like ejected from the game or whatever, or benched. And then he just comes over, and he just punts that folding chair. Well, no, I sorry, I didn't get ejected then. Uh, Did you get a technical? I got a technical, yes, because I yelled the word "buddy" because the referee missed a blatant foul because some guy slapped me in the face. And then he passed the ball, and I think they scored. And I was like, "Are you Bunny. blind?" And then he's like, "That's technical." And then I think I said, "Funny." And then I think he got to give me another technical. And then, uh, yeah, he said, "Go to the bench." And I walked over the bench. I kicked Bunny. the chair, and uh, yeah, I got ejected from the game. So our amazing basketball team played with four people. For three quarters of a basketball game. Damn right. You guys sound like you guys did awful. I mean, from, that was, room. from what I heard, that's pretty much the synopsis of that team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dan, you were there. We lost every game by at least 30 points. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. we More than that. I think we lost by like 50 or 60 points every game. Some of them, yes. It was, not, it was, it was fun, though. Can you get versed in like high school basketball? No. Oh, no. They lay uh, that on thick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I got, then there was a couple other games where the coach yelled at me because I was making fun of their gym and everything else. <laughs> look at this, look at this gym. Well, they didn't have a, they barely had a, they barely had a three-point line. It was right next to the foot. You can't bounce it. You can't even shoot a three if you wanted to. All right. On to number three. So that's Dana, a.k.a. Megaladana. While on the top floor of the Willis Tower in Chicago, Someone pretended to push her onto the glass floor, and she turned around and punched a hole through their chest. <laughs> what? Well, I think that person may have lived to tell about it. Uh, Tim. Listen, Dana is deathly afraid of heights. 
deathly afraid. And I, I mean, I knew this and I thought, I'll oh, just pretend to push her. I've never seen the fire in her eyes before like that. <laughs> Basically, don't mess with Megalodena. Yeah, I'm Maybe. not doing that again. I know what I'm doing if we ever go to Chicago. It's okay. I punched a hole through Tim. He lived to tell about it, so you'll you'll be okay too. So we're we're all good here. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Can we go get pizza after you punch me? Yes. <laughs> right. Get questioned by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so number four. This is my favorite one. I'm going to try to say it without yes. laughing. Here we go. Just, just for everyone that's listening, none of us have heard these yet. So this is all new to us. Yep. No, this was this was my effort at five o'clock this morning when I, I woke up with an idea and here we are. That's Chris, aka Wilford Brimley the <laughs> second. <laughs> During one fateful night, he murdered two dinners at <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> he murdered two dinners at Denny's. <laughs> An emotionally disturbed a waitress. She didn't believe me. I proved her wrong. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, you did, Chris. Oh, that night. Um, yeah, that was uh, good times. That was a great night. Very good time. It was a lot of fun. Yes, as for those listening, yes, I did. I did order two dinners from Denny's. They were open twenty four hours, and I was quite hungry after having a few drinks with our friends and stuff. And Tim was kind enough to DD, and we decided to grab some food afterwards. And I'll be goddamned. I wanted chicken fingers and a burger <laughs> with all the with all the fixings. Yes. And our waitress didn't believe me. And I was just like, ma'am, I want you to bring both the meals. And then she came back. She was like, oh, my God. Like, just like the disgust in her voice was like, oh, my God, you ate most of this. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think you there really were... only left a few fries. That yeah. was it. Uh, I br- I remember bringing home. I remember taking the rest like takeout. Like I couldn't handle two sides per meal. But yes, there was like I I want to say there was French fries and another form of like starch in like potato form. I forget what. Maybe maybe tater tots or something like that. Yeah, but anyways, I think so. There was yeah. I mean, it's Denny's food. It's not like it's like good food. But at three in the morning or whatever, it sounded pretty pretty good. <laughs> I think there was there was talk about putting your picture on the wall. There should have been. I mean, yeah. like it, it's in a contest in and of itself. I mean, he took it for two dinners, man. All right. I wish there was. I put my face on the wall. There ain't no shame in that. Yeah. Wilford Brimley the second. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I do at five o'clock in the morning. I get these weird ideas, and I just gotta. That's what I do. Okay. Well, bravo. Those were yeah, good. That was good stuff. Uh, that was good stuff. All right. So. So jumping into Con Air, half hour later. Um, so when I was I was looking through the list of people involved in this film, um, I saw obviously either Simon West, the director, and Scott Rosenberg, and they don't have a lot of films under their belt by the time that this movie came out. The only very experienced person involved in the production really was Jerry Bruckheimer, and I was thinking back to when we saw when we did Bad Boys, and that was. Michael Bay's first movie too. So I'm thinking Bruckheimer has to have significant influence on this movie and bad boys. When I'm thinking about my nostalgia for this movie, all the things that happen between the action sequences and a lot of the dialogue, it just, they seem very similar to bad boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much this movie is Simon West, how much of it is Jerry Bruckheimer, but um, I did read some things about, how people were just unhappy that they were basically rewriting the script on the spot as they were going each day and that 
that kind of says a lot about the dialogue in this film. There's not a whole lot of, uh, there's a lot of great quotes, but mostly because they were just made up on the spot. But it was, it was just a, just a, something that just popped in my head was that maybe this is Bruckheimer, not necessarily uh, Michael Bay or Simon West that create these just weird 90s action films that are way over the top and not a lot of substance to them. Which makes them amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's one thing I am worried about, nostalgia-wise, is a lot of people were talking about this movie when I, I put out the call on Facebook and Twitter that we were going to review Con Air. They kept saying this is a, you know, a cult classic amongst their friends. This is just peak '90s. I'm like, oh man, are we in? Are we jumping into Big Trouble Little China territory again? Where it's just like this is a cult thing. It's like if it if you love it, you love it, and if you don't, just don't waste your time. I don't know. Yes, the the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I fully expect Dana to hate this. I don't. I, I don't. don't. I think she might. Think you're correct it. on that. I think you might enjoy it. I expect him to, so. to tolerate it, put it that way. I mean, Steve Buscemi's in it. You can't hate a movie with Steve Buscemi. Nick Cage, John Malkovich, Ving Rhames, Dave Chappelle. I mean, the list goes on and on. John Cusack. I mean, yep. the lineup is it's, it's huge. Stellar lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the star power is is enormous. And Danny Trejo, too. It's just, it goes oh, on Danny and on. Uh, yes. Mania, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. MC Ganey's in it, like... Like mm-hmm. Potter. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's huge. And I, I think one of the common threads that people were saying to me was this is, this is peak Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think when he was actually had decent movies was 90s. I have two different barometers for Nick Cage. What, what peak Cage means to me, <laughs> there's like this, there's crazy Nick Cage, like face off, which was done at the same time. <laughs> yep. And then there's say. like, like, action star nick cage where it's just like he's just like kind of a normal dude it's a, it's um, a, it's a, it's hit and miss i mean he's all over the map you, you you can't pigeonhole nick cage he's too crazy yes this is accurate like, very accurate i mean yeah like you said face off was done around the same time i think that was 98 or 99 um 97 was it in the same year yeah wow okay yeah which is like a, a good movie yeah and he's absolutely Bat shit crazy. Right. And then you have this with his sweet southern draw and his glorious hair. Well, before oh, you had those two movies, you had Leaving Las Vegas, and that was oh. the epitome of his craziness and that. Oh, leaving Las Vegas, when, what is it? Is it the Vampire's Kiss? Is that what I'm thinking of? Or is it the Vampire mm-hmm. something from like 1980? Yep, Vampire's something? Kiss. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's all, it's all over the map. I mean, he, I, don't, I don't know. Then, I mean, yeah, he did Snake Eyes and he kind of fell into that role. And then 2000s is just a completely different breed of beast. Yep. And I do know his last few horror movies that I haven't seen apparently have gotten decent reviews the last few years. So it's, yeah, it's all over the place. But he's, I don't know, I'm I'm always entertained by him. It's like, I don't, personally, I don't think he's, you know, one of my favorite actors or anything, but, you know, I, there's not very many movies of his that I've been like, "Ah, I don't like that at all. I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's like one of those things. Like some actors, it's it's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage for the most part. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few movies where he actually breaks that pattern, but ninety percent of the time, it's Nick Cage's Nick Cage, kind of like Will Smith as Will Smith in movies that star Will Smith. Yeah. Yes. This movie had a budget of seventy-five million and made just over two hundred twenty-four million in the box office. And it currently sits on IMDb with a 
which sounds about right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you're looking at an action movie, that's you know, that's it is what it is for an action. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I wanted to ask, um, well, let's let's start with Dana because I know you've seen bits and pieces of this movie. I don't think you've actually sat down to watch the whole thing. So what what do you recall from this movie probably the most? There, I just remember them being on the plane and the convicts having an argument with maybe whoever was guarding them. I don't really know. I don't remember much of it, but I know that's all I really remember. So that's not much. No. I I, th- I honestly think when we watch this, you're going to remember quite a bit more. I think I will, too. I, I actually think I've seen more of it than I actually remember. But I know, it, at least from memory, I don't believe I've seen it the whole way through at this point, though. Well, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you are. I kind of feel like it's going to be pretty like hilarious, at least for me, but who knows? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I'm going to laugh more than anything in this film. Between just the just the bad dialogue, the terrible accent, but and then John Malkovich just being totally insane, which is awesome. When is he not? Yeah, he plays. Mm-hmm. That's just his role too. He does a really good job. But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 definitely a lot of fun. So, Spaz, how about you? When do you, do you recall the last time you watched this movie, or or what's you know a favorite scene of yours? I think I the last time I saw this movie is again probably solid ten fifteen years ago. Might have been sooner than that. I just don't remember it. Favorite scene is I I like the bar fight just the beginning of it. The bar fight in the beginning of it where he accidentally kills a guy, and yeah. pretty much I love John Malkovich, so I'm pretty sure any scene with him in it I really enjoy because I he's just a damn good actor and frankly he he and uh, just uh, yeah Nick Cage made this movie, but his flowing locks when he gets mm. off the bus, getting ready to go on the <laughs> airplane. That's just a solid piece of film right there. Everybody's yep. jealous of that hair. Yep. The the most the budget one. <laughs> you get, yeah, just mullet. Absolutely. I, I swear to God, if you go onto any gift site and just type in Con Air, the first 15 yep. gifts. <laughs> it's <laughs> him coming hair. Us. Yeah. Yep. Well, what about you, Chris? Uh, do you recall the last time you saw this? Five plus years, easily. I thought I owned it. Maybe I do. I don't know, but it's been maybe seven, eight years since I've seen it. Favorite scene? I mean, I remember uh, the popular parts of the movie, but I think one that sticks out to me always made me chuckle was like Steve Buscemi's character when he's having like the tea party. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like everything is just chaos and he's just having his tea party with that little girl. It always made me chuckle because of how off the wall his character is in this movie. I feel like Almost every actor was just playing themselves. Well, they wrote the role for Steve Buscemi in mind, so I mean, they knew mm. exactly what to bring <laughs> to the table on that. So mm. yeah, just total creep factor. Yep. I mean, that's what he was playing back then, though. Right. Those creepy roles, man. Because he looks. I mean, look at him. He looks <laughs> like a creep, man. <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, every time I think <laughs> of Steve Buscemi, I think of his character in a uh, uh crap. Can't think mm. of the name of it. Uh, it's Adam's Grown Ups. No, it's uh Waterboy. No, it's Rich. Uh, no, it's when he t- his little Nicky. No, it's his uncle. Th- <laughs> <laughs> his uncle his Mr. Uncle. Deeds. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, there it is. Thank you. Uh, and keep Deeds. going. 
It was Mr. Deeds because he's got the cross-eyed look and all that shit. It was funny. I don't know. I love Steve Buscemi, though. He's a funny guy. I only know him as Crazy Eyes, though. <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't. can't believe I couldn't think of the damn name of that movie, dude. I mean, he's been in so much stuff. I, I know. Mean, yeah, and trying to narrow it down to Adam Sandler didn't help at all. Yeah, no, he's in every he's single in movie. Every, he's in, like, every freaking movie, yes. <laughs> that only took out, like, three movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, I, I don't recall me watching this movie in the last 20 years or so because i i feel like the last time i saw it was when i was still living at home i watched it up in my room i don't know it's just been a long time i don't even think i've seen it on the dvd itself i think i watched it on tv so as far as things being edited and cut out i'm pretty sure i've never seen the rated r version of this film which will be interesting because i know it is a uh, vulgar and (laughs) violent movie (laughs) So it'll be interesting because I, when I was reading what they were doing with the script and how Malkovich was, was annoyed because they were rewriting his role every day. He didn't know kind of his character arc. Yeah. It's just, I can just only imagine the chaos on set, just trying to figure out who you are, what you're supposed to be doing. And I feel like some of these actors, they were the only ones that were able to, to deliver some of these lines and have them stick. Cause there's some of them are just so off the wall and it's, it's crazy. So, but yeah, I I do not think I've seen this movie in the last 20 years. It's been a very long time. So this is based purely on nostalgia. You know, me being a teenage boy watching explosions and <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I wanted to watch. But um, I'm more inclined to like something with a little bit more substance and plot and story now. But maybe I can just turn that off and just enjoy the nonstop explosive plot hole film that this is. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be good. So um, jumping out down to our shout outs, I did want to give one shout out to a platform called PodPage. And this is a platform that's dedicated to building websites for podcasts. And it's as, they make it as simple as possible. Our website is actually built on their platform and it's really simple. I just plugged in our link and it basically generated the entire website for us to give us an idea of the look and feel. They have been extremely responsive with new features and support along the way. So if anybody out there that's listening has their own podcast, have debated whether or not they want to do a website, definitely go to oswpodcast.com slash pod page, and you'll be able to just plug your RSS link right into the site and create basically an example of what your site will look like in, in seconds. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to give your credit card or anything. It's just a really cool way to see what your site could look like. So I definitely wanted to give them a shout out, thank them for their support as I was debating whether or not to build a website, but it's definitely come in handy, making linking to the uh, episodes easier and allowed me to host our over-under games for everyone to play on one location to just streamline everything. So it's been very helpful. So I wanted to give them a proper shout out. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. Another shout out I wanted to give was to the podcast 10K Dollar Day. And they're actually one of our sponsors today. So thanks, ladies. Um, So... 10K Dollar Day is actually a really awesome comedy podcast where they focus on imaginary luxury travel. The kind of, what would you do with $10,000? And I think we've all had that conversation where you're thinking, man, if I had a million dollars, you know, this is what I would do. But you know what? Let's, let's get down to the details. What would you do with 10K right now? That might not necessarily be life-changing money, but you could do some amazing stuff with, with $10,000 for sure, especially when you're traveling the world. So what their podcast does is they... They explore every week um, going on a, a new destination or or somewhere fun and have $10,000 to spend. And what would they do? 
they're hilarious. They're a lot of fun to listen to. If you, if you just spend a couple minutes with them, you, you get a good sense of their humor and their camaraderie. So definitely a lot of fun to listen to. 10K Dollar Day is hosted by Allison Burns and Lulu Picard. Every Wednesday, they have their full-length uh, episode where they travel and spend their fake $10,000 somewhere. They also have some bonus episodes on, on Saturday. They do some interviews and have some more fun. And what I really like is every day they release exactly a 10-minute episode called The Daily Happy. And it's exactly 10 minutes. And they have a countdown running in the background too, which is kind of cool. It kind of keeps them focused on target, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So definitely check them out. One of the things that I thought was really awesome is when I was talking to them about potentially being a part of our episode, they had some feelings about Con Air. One of the hosts you know, loves Con Air and the other one has never seen it, which is perfect for our episode. So uh, they recorded a quick little clip talking about Con Air. And I, I think they summarized in a little over a minute what we've probably taken two hours to dissect. But uh, uh, here's a look into 10K Dollar Day. I am so excited that Tim picked Con Air to chat about because Lulu, isn't that one of your favorite movies? I have never seen it, but I know that you love it. What, what? is amazing about it? Okay, it is a classic. It's Nicolas Cage and there's like John Cusack, there's John Malkovich. They're on this crazy like flight and there's all of these like guys who have been in prison, but yet Nicolas Cage is actually, he was in prison for something that he shouldn't have been in prison for. And you know how a flight works. It's in the air. You can't just like jump off. Yeah, I do know how a flight works. That's, that is true. But it's so crazy. And then at the end, you have Leanne Rhymes singing, how do I live without you? It's so good. I don't want to give anything away because now you have to watch it I feel like you just gave away the entire plot plus the ending credits no 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 I mean no you don't know what happens on that plane I know that Nicolas Cage is on that plane yes you do I know that there are cons yes on the plane yeah I know that the plane is in the air yes because it's con air a and then I know that at the end someone has made some sort of personal connection with someone that maybe is in trial and tribulation at the end Thus, meaning that Leanne Rhymes has to sing, how would I live without you? You're right. You, you don't have to see it now. Jumping down to nostalgia. So like I said, when I posted that we were reviewing this movie, uh, I got a lot of feedback. Most people were just sending quotes, their favorite quotes from the movies or obviously their favorite gifts. But uh, I just want to go down this, this quick list of people that were sharing their own nostalgia. And the first one's from Patrick on Facebook. And he said, this is by far the worst, greatest movie of all time with an Academy Award winning performance by Nick Cage. So this is the best fake Southern accent in the history of movie making. <laughs> this movie has a cult following among my friends. So this is, Amazing. I, I thought it was, that was great. I, I think at least 25 people commented about this, this accent. That it's going to go down in history as one of the best accents ever. Oh, it's for sure. It's magical. It's, it's, it's up there with Kevin Costner's accent in Robin Hood. Oh, <laughs> the one he gave up on? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to talk about, like, terrible, ac- like, fake accents. Like, this movie, like, Nick Cage in this movie, and, yeah, Kevin Costner in Robin Hood. At least Cage committed and did it through the entire movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And honestly, it works. Is it shitty? Yeah, but it doesn't distract me from watching this movie. Whereas Kevin Costner, I'm like, this is just bad across the board. Well, Kevin Costner only did it for the first five, ten minutes of the movie. Then he's like, I can't do this. It's it's shit. I'm just going back to my regular <laughs> voice. The only reason that movie was good is because it was Alan Rickman. Oh, absolutely. Anyways. There we go. If we got off our t- 
we got off. The That's okay. Like I, I, I put it back on the tracks. We're fine. It was only a couple minutes. Everyone's no, cool. I kind of want to. I want to talk about Robin Hood now. No, no, I don't want to talk about Robin Hood. Morgan Freeman was really good in that movie. Yeah, let's let's just let's talk about Robin Hood men in tights. Let's do that instead. Oh, wait, what, we're what? men, we're men in tights, tight yikes. We roam around the woods looking for fights. Yeah, this is your doing, Tim. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought about it as I was saying it. Like, oh, this is gonna go. Yep. This is gonna go poorly. You chose um, poorly. Yes. Yes, I did. But yeah, I, I I read that he actually traveled to Alabama to <laughs> learn the Southern accent. He must have spent like twenty minutes there, talked to some guy at like some newspaper booth, and like, oh, right, I got it. He just rolled in, chilled <laughs> in like the airport for a bit. Was like, got it, cool, thanks, bye. I could totally see him doing that for sure. Moving on. Yep. No. It was it was good enough to just I don't know, just make it funny. I can't take it seriously, but it's funny. All right. And then uh, Nick from Facebook says, love the movie. We'll watch it every time it's on TV. How in the world did Nick Cage get his first job? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's who you know and who your family is, but that's, you know, I think Nick Cage has earned it at this point. Every once in a while, he like (laughs) some of his roles are legitimately good. It's just ninety percent of the movies he does, it feels like he's kind of doing because he needs a paycheck because of the absolute amount of money that he spent on castles and transfers, yeah, and all that Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, so there there are a couple movies like from the eighties that kind of shot him to like stardom where he was actually decent, but the majority of it is just like Conair. Oh yeah, yep, or or worse. Wicker Man remake. Oh God! Season of the Witch. <laughs> that movie was just boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick went on to say that even though he commented about how poor of an actor Nick Cage is in his mind, he goes around quoting Conair and Rock Weekly, so it you know it all works out. Like Rock was in the same year too. I yeah I think that he was filming both films at the same time. <laughs> Should have used the same character from Con Air and The Rock. It would have made a world of difference. The Rock, <laughs> the Rock was 96. All right. Another piece of nostalgia that was shared was by the podcast called What the Trailer. And they're on Twitter at Trailer What. This was played a lot in my house when I was a kid. I barely remember it except for Cage's awful Southern accents. So there we are again. <laughs> and then finally, I have the Paul and Griff Show, who's also on Twitter at Paul and Griff Show. And they said, only that it was peak cage top of his game cast is amazing billy bedlam is such a cool character name just awesome 90s action flick yeah the pure 90s action and we said that about big trouble but uh hmm. pure 80s action. yeah that's pure i know i'm just saying it's the same it's different it's just there's no weird finger things and <laughs> no <laughs> Stop it. i know chris is doing Stop it man. i know you're right now <laughs> and then two follow-on comments that were made on facebook that weren't re- here at total wine and more you'll find what you love and love what you find especially our totally low prices that rosé you recommended was a hit what should we try for more fun in the sun this weekend your friends will love this refreshing sparkling wine <laughs> perfect wow that price is refreshing too find what you love love what you find only at total wine and more with the lowest prices in the DMV. Think responsibly, B21. 
Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Really nostalgia, but... Uh... I just thought it was worth pointing out. So Derek on Facebook just said, I'm calling it now. This is going to be the greatest on second watch episode yet. I think we've already failed. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> yeah, great. Now, now, now it's on a pedestal. Now I yeah. feel uncomfortable because I know I'm going to fail. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> going to go over on this over under. Coming up really, I hate it. appreciate me off the pressure. Under pressure. Under pressure. And then uh, Priscilla on Facebook uh, basically said that Nick Cage was her husband and professed uh, her love for him. And she submitted that off with uh, not one, but two gifts of Nick Cage. So wow, it, it must be love. It must be. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats with a question mark? Or <laughs> uh, you mean exclamation point? Yes. So yeah, if, if anyone wants to share their nostalgia with us as we review our movies, uh, Facebook and Twitter is where I connect with people the most. So look out for us there. Also on our website, there's a way for you to contact us. So if you get wind of the next movie we're going to do, that's how you can do it. And um, any of the nostalgia that is shared on our show gets bonus entries into our drawing. That's going to occur in August. And I have some big news about that. So not only are we giving away a 12-month Kofi membership, but uh, one of our earlier sponsors for, geez, I think this was Clueless, if I'm not mistaken, the company Masami, who has hair care and um, some premium products, they have pitched in a bottle of shampoo and conditioner for our giveaway. That's a $76 value. So, um, hey, wow, that's nice. A, nice. That's awesome. That's quite the, the giveaway. So, I wanted to thank them. They've, they've obviously been a big supporter of our show, and putting in a huge prize like that is, is pretty awesome. So, get your entries in if you want your chance of getting that prize. And also our good friend Gerald from Big Trouble Little China. The Golden Six Shooter. Yes, he he had <laughs> sent over an autographed picture, some stickers, and obviously a wonderful face mask for this time, this this day and age where we need face masks everywhere we go. But he provided all this stuff for us to give away as well. He didn't have to do that. I was just asking what he recommended. And he said, no, I'll just send this over. So, Gerald, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Um, so for those... Big Trouble Little China fans out there that want to get their hands on some awesome Golden Six Shooter uh, Wing Kong merchandise. I got them for you. So get the get those entries in, share your nostalgia, play the over-under game with us, and you have your chance of winning when we um, do that in August. And I'm thinking I might just do a, a live show to, to do the giveaway. So we'll, we'll have to figure that out. But I'd like to kind of have some people participating as we go. So maybe that'll be like a reflection point, a, a point in time of uh, – looking back at all the things that we've done on the show and give some stuff away, have some fun with it. All right. And that brings us to our favorite time over under Dan. Oh no. I, I got a good feeling about this one for you this time. I don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes another over. Dana's going to win again. Right. I, I don't think so. I don't know. You said that last time and what, what happened? But I'll come in last you know, again for sure. Booyah. Gotta keep my place. I uh, I do have to say, though, 
Dana. Uh oh. You you've taken the last three games. Yep. Way to curse me on this one. I had to. We have to put a stop to this. Yeah, because the last monster. three games were all ties with Chris and he <laughs> won the tiebreaker each time. Uh, that's funny yeah. because I really haven't seen all of these movies, so. Yeah. Oh, you have a way, I guess. That's terrifying. She's really good at guessing. Yeah. I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've been doing. <laughs> So let's let's jump into this. This first question, I'm going to have Dana go first, um, which is probably not fair because if you've seen this movie, you probably know the answer. But uh, we'll find out. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, I want to give a gimme here to uh, to the losers <laughs> surrounding you. Wow. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So this one's our multiple choice. And the question is, what is Cameron Poe, which is Nick Cage, what is his nickname for his wife? And that is A, Hummingbird, B, Sweet Pea, or C, Baby Doll. Oh, wow. Uh... So A, Hummingbird, B, Sweet Pea, or C, Baby Doll. Oh, man. Jeez, this isn't um... a gimme. We yeah, haven't seen the movie in several years. Yeah. All right, good. It's not a gimme. Hooray, um, I picked something good. Uh, let's go with Hummingbird. I don't Hummingbird remember which one that was. Yeah. That was A. All right, I'm going to go with that. All right. How about you, Spaz? Oh, God. I... Damn, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't Peaches, by the way. <laughs> I love Peaches. Um, I, I'm gonna go. I think it's hummingbird. All right, hummingbird for Spaz. What about you, Chris? I have no idea. I'm just trying to think of his terrible accent and which one sounds the worst. <laughs> That's what I figured you were doing. Just picturing him saying each one of these words. That's, That's pretty, terrible. Pretty accent. much what I'm doing. That's and what I, I did, man. I honestly, I want to say I'm gonna just go with baby doll. Baby doll. Because I can, I, I, I hear it in my head, and it sounds terrible, so I want to go with that. Alrighty, that's question one. Give me my ass. <laughs> yeah, look, we'll throw these one. You guys remember like several years ago when he watched yeah. this? When he had, he yeah. references his wife like three times in the movie. Hey, what was the song that was playing on the radio when he was driving his car? We're not having a repeat of the job over and over. <laughs> Hey, what octave was the band playing in during their first initial march down the road? <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Tim, you have a way of making Chris very angry. Was it over or under uh, B flat and a half? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love you guys. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, okay, question two. Um, what is the total body count? There's a lot of death in this movie. And um, I'm asking, is it more or less than 45 and a half? Does the plane fit 45? I don't think, I don't think so. I have, it has no relevance whatsoever. I do remember something. Wow. Okay. Do I have to go first or no? I guess I should say who goes first, shouldn't I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Let's go spaz this time. Just one or the other, buddy. Shut up. This. I'm trying to think. Shut up. You, you counting out your hands and your toes? I can't count high. high. You, you put <laughs> them in the that? bunches. What is that, three? Um, if you I'm aggressively go... work with fireworks, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go under. Bomb. I'm going to go under. All right. How about Chris? Oh, I have no idea. Let's go over. All right. See, this is my problem. I think these things through. I just got to say over or under. Just got to go with your gut, man. Yeah. I am going to go with under. All right. My next question is one I don't have a clue. <laughs> awesome. So this is going to be mixed <laughs> for some fun watching. But I do know that there are plenty of slow motion cuts in this movie. Whether it's like an action scene of something done slow motion or just whatever. Um, how many slow motion cuts are there in this film? And I am asking, is it more or less than 5.5? Chris can go first. 5.5. Yeah, screw it. Over. Dana? Over. As bad as you're going with, or are you going to be different? I'm going to go under. Ooh, Rebel. Like I said, I have I have no idea. I think I watched the trailer for this movie and I saw it twice. I'm like, okay. I don't know if it's just for the trailer or if it's actually in the movie, but it's got to be something. One of Dan's favorite questions. How many times does the F-bomb fly in this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm asking, is it more or less than 30.5? It's rated R. And I know they made the dialogue up on the spot for a lot of it. So I'm like, okay, it, there's got to be enough. But 30.5 and I'm going to start with Dana. I'm going over. I'm going to go over as well. I'm just going to be a broken record this time around. Over. I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle alone has like 20 F-bombs himself. He There's might. Quite, I mean, I know. Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. I did read that he pretty much ad-libbed his, his almost his entire, all his lines. Everything was just made up. Yeah. Except for certain points, but it was just pretty much him just being Dave. Yep. Perfect. Now, on a similar vein, how many times do we hear the word bunny in this movie? Oh, you bastard. That's right. <laughs> I went there. Is it more or less than 4.5, starting with Spaz? 4.5? I'll go over. All right. I'm trying to... Replaying those scenes. I'm trying to play, yeah, just replay the whole movie. Especially that pivotal moment in the plane. <laughs> the cargo bay. Oh, I don't know. Let's go under. And Dana. Shit. Um. That's the first time I've heard you swear on this podcast. Well, you can pretend it didn't happen. Oh. Nope. <laughs> I bet I don't swear uh, a lot either. Uh huh. Uh huh. I've already I've already sure. flagged six times. I need to edit out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tim. Um, mm. Four point five. Yeah. See, considering that is one of my least favorite things in the world, I'm having a really hard time with this question. That's probably why I swore. <laughs> You'll get over um, it. Well, no, depending on how the movie goes, no. Um, I'm going to go um, under, just out of hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope has been on your side, Dana. You're, you're pretty good with hope. <laughs> Let it be known, I have a true fear of bunnies, so... Wait, Dana wrote a why? research paper That's just about freaking weird, Dana. It is. She wrote, a, she wrote a paper about her hatred for bunnies in like eleventh grade. How do you hate wow. a bunny? They're so cute. And we had one as a pet for like eight That's and a half years, and he was just amazing. What you don't like cute, cuddly, soft things, Dana? 
<laughs> not really. <laughs> no, Weirdo, just kidding. You have um, a dog. I know. I love Big ass dog. dog. But see, I was watching a bunny for a friend when they went on vacation. I pooped on you. And no, gosh, that was the least of my worries. It like, <laughs> you got bit. It, like, no, it not just bit. It like scratched the shit out of me so bad that I have like scars all over my arms from it, and just there's swear word number two. So I told you I don't like bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't like cats. Those little assholes <laughs> scratch and claw me until I leave the house for no for no apparent reason. I'm just sitting there, and the next thing I know, some piece of shit cat is clawing me. Uh oh. I don't know. We had one for eight and a half years, and he was fantastic. Salem was the bomb, dude. Maybe your bunny was an anomaly in the bunny world. I don't know. I don't think so. I think what happens is you had a bunny that sounded like he was nervous around you and got frightened and scratched the shit out of you. Probably. Because they're fish. They're fidgety. They get scared super easy. Yep. But it's quite the bunny honestly, from the Holy Grail. Yeah. I have yeah. literally <laughs> never forgotten it. And just needed a holy hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> run away! Run away! <laughs> God, that movie's absurd. Yes, it is. <laughs> go watch it again. It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, I want to too. Next All up right. and on second watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna watch uh, <laughs> the other Holy Grail, part two. So, <laughs> uh, our next question. Um, I might bring this up in almost every every movie review that we do now. Is do we hear the Wilhelm scream? And this is a yes or no question. So, Chris, do we hear the wonderful Wilhelm scream? Yes. Dana? Yes. I'm the same, yes. All right. Fine. It's going to be real awkward. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Awkward for someone. All right. And our last question. Now, this isn't a Michael Bay film, but like I said, Jerry Bruckheimer, I think, had a lot of control over it since this was a... uh, debut movie for Simon West. So I'm thinking, you know, to myself, is there is there product placement in this movie? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there has to be, right? So I'm asking, how much blatant product placement do we see in this movie? So I'm not talking about when they're in Vegas and you see signs for the casinos or whatever, but like a freaking product that is carefully displayed for you to either see or read the label perfectly. Or something that's brought up very casually, like it's a freaking advertisement for something a customer can buy. And I'm asking, is it more or less than 3.5? And Spaz, let's have you start us off. I'm going to go more or less. I'll go less. Um, I'm going to go under two. Dana, this is I'm your going... last chance to be different. I'm going over. Over. Right. Over the top? Yeah. <laughs> that movie? Mm. That should, that should be our next movie. I own that movie, so I'm game. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Jay George bought it for me for a birthday gift. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and like the world like arm wrestling. Yeah, he got, yeah, he won a truck, man. A nice, beautiful truck, big rig. Yeah, God, the eighties were weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the four of us came out of the eighties. It was weird. Damn right. <laughs> We are a strange bunch, that's for sure. Yep. 
So this is uh, probably our most diverse over under. I don't see there's not a lot of similarities. I think there's there's two questions where everyone said the same answer, but whatever. I don't care. I think uh, I think we're gonna have a clear winner. We'll find out, but probably not. The way that I do this game, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's whatever um, you want it to be. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I set myself up to just get angry all the time, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I did ask a bonus question on on Twitter that isn't gonna count for our over under game. But I just I threw it out there just to see, just to get people's what their appetite over our over under game. But how many Academy Awards do you think Conair was nominated for? And I asked over under one point five. This doesn't count. Just go ahead and just over. Well, let me know what you think. It's over. Over. Under. Yeah, it was over. Mm -hmm. Wow. They Why? had um, oh, let's so okay. They had like sound design or something, like achievement have, in sound. Yeah, the obscure ones. No, and then they had like best song, original song written for a film. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Okay. And that's it's the very. It's, I don't even remember what the song was called, but at the very end, when he's you know with reunited his, wife his and family. Kid? Yeah. Yeah. How do I? Oh yeah, that one. Right? Is that the song? Yeah, that's the song. Yeah. Yeah. That was written for this movie. I'm like, what? Really? Of all things. But anyway, two nominations. It's kind of interesting, but. Shit, man. Jeez. That's Con Air for you. Way to go, Con Air. Two noms. Like it. <laughs> And uh, no wins, but it's okay. <laughs> Not surprised. The, the movie's won the hearts of many a many a sad thirty-year-old men. <laughs> Wait, you're not sad when you watch this movie. It makes no. you happy. I hope not. It's fantastic. We'll find out though. Well, one of us might be sad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think if you just just separate everything and don't worry about a story that has more plot holes than anything I've ever watched before in my life and just have fun laughing at an accent and stupid dialogue. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so on that note, let's, uh, let's run down everyone's nostalgia score for this film. Dana, I, I mean, you remember four seconds of this movie, so that's something. Um, yeah. and you know, you, you kind of understand and you know, you know Nick Cage. You know what you're getting yourself into, and you've heard us talk about it. Uh, yeah. What's What's your nostalgia score for this movie? So, I am gonna actually go with a six because I remember being interested in it when I was watching the little bits that I do remember. So the fact that I actually sat down long enough to watch even a little bit says enough to me. So let's let's give it a six for now, and hopefully that'll change. I'm looking forward to being entertained and with the cast, I don't see how I couldn't be. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm a little hurt and I feel a little dead inside that you rated this a six, which is the same score you gave the matrix. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was not wrong about the matrix though. <laughs> uh Oh, Oh wow. Ruh -roh. Then be fighting words, Dana. No, I mean that one didn't, hold up so uh, no, uh, no she's right it didn't hold up it didn't hold up but those are still fighting words with tip dana i clearly <laughs> this is the man that sleeps in a trench coat after that movie so 
I'm all warm in my bedtime trench coat after watching The Matrix. <laughs> my name's Tim. My sweet sunglasses and my Nokia phone. Back yeah, off. My, new, my Nokia pop phone. Yeah, man. Oh, but I Jesus. mean, like, there's too many people in this that I think I'm going to be so entertained by it. I'm sorry. Just Entertained is a great definition for this movie. Yeah, so it's a sum, the, it's, a, it's a summer action flick. I mean, that's exactly what what it is. It it's not gonna win any reward, awards for story or dramatic, whatever. You know, it's yeah, it's a not, summer popcorn flick. Exactly, and I kind of like those kind of flicks anyway. So I'm expecting mm-hmm. it to be decent. <laughs> it's great to turn just turn your brain off and enjoy some bad accents, some hair plugs, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some slow motion. Exactly. I, I'm looking forward to this. So. Yeah, because now the more photos I look at him in that role, I'm pretty sure those are hair extensions plugged into his head. Oh, they have well, to be. probably. <laughs> absolutely. It's not even a real mullet. I'm disappointed. Hmm. You know, as, as we've been doing this, I've been thinking more and more about some of the dialogue that's popped in my head. Mm-hmm. And I really should have asked a question about how many puns are in this movie. Oh, is too many? Oh. That oh. been a lot. Yeah. There's, are there's there going to be a lot? Oh, there's oh, yeah. This is my movie. Oh, this is my movie then. Oh, you're going to love it then, Dana. Yeah. But I'm going to save that question for whenever we hate ourselves enough to watch Batman and Robin. I hate God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that now. I do. <laughs> what? what happened to the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that whole movie is nothing that's whole fun dude over hate, under 85 i hate that movie so much it's a terrible <laughs> movie well what's really interesting about that in batman forever is from the little bit that i researched it's it's really interesting how diversely different they are from the first two michael, michael keaton ones yeah. and i'm sure there's a lot more knowledgeable people than I am about the whole movies and why they were made. But from my understanding, the reason that those two were more lighthearted and family friendly was because of how dark um, Batman Returns was. And I th- want to say a lot of like um, executives and stuff had their hands in it. They wanted to sell it more and cater it more towards children, sell action figures, make it a yep. summer popcorn flick. And that is how we ended up with Batman and Robin. The marketing team was very involved in the design of that film. Yeah. From the weapons, the character models, the vehicles, everything was all to push product. And and that's literally what it is. All I remember, it's been so long since I've seen that film. So I I do enjoy Batman Forever. It's not amazing, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. But Batman and Robin, all I remember is like the first 10 minutes, them fighting with like, Batman hockey sticks and Batman ice skates. Yeah. And 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 just everything being like purple and magenta background mm-hmm. colors. There's Well, that was because of poison ivy. I don't know, but that someone had a field day setting like the, the the sets with like purple and magenta lighting. Maybe that's a movie people can watch when they're on acid and just have the greatest trip of their life. The only know. reason I enjoy that movie for what it is is because of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his character. He's <laughs> the like, best. Him playing um, Mr. Freeze, whose background story is like this accredited scientist who froze his wife, and yada, yada, yada. And then you get Arnold. And not to say that he couldn't play that role, but he's known for what? action films you know yep. action roles not 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 like you know an accredited scientist and so 
anyways, and then yeah, the comic book character and everything has never been as verbose and loud as he was. <laughs> We're not even talking about Con Air anymore. It's just uh, not. Oh my God! Why are we, why are we not doing Batman and Robin? Because nobody has recommended it for us to watch that movie. Oh my so, god! Please if, don't. It, no. Yes. Please yes, do. Please do. Please. You somebody. know why? Because because of the one liners alone in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Somebody step up and be the hero, the White Knight that we need, and uh, commission for us to watch that movie. And Dana. <laughs> she's it's gonna, gonna be. She's gonna. I can't wait. Oh Dana, you know why? You just got to be like. Everyone, chill. <laughs> Come on, everyone, sing the the Freezemeister song. Come on, louder. You guys, you guys realize when the Nolan Batman movies came out, like the the trilogy, I couldn't watch them in the beginning because of that crap. Oh, oh. I mean, come on, they're so good. I mean, and by and by good, I mean absolutely terrible. Yeah. And that movie is an embarrassment to the franchise. It is. <laughs> yep. but it's so good. <laughs> Put nipples on the bat suit. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like, I make fun of that movie because of the one-liners. It's so bad. But they, they put nipples on the bat suit. There's also a bat credit card. We're not even talking about Con Air anymore. We're talking about like, utter, like, oh. God damn it! Uh, oh, this is what happens. That's fair. Anyway... <laughs> So, so Chris, you're you're in a rage. Let's go. Your uh your nostalgia score for Con Air. Uh for Con Air, I'm gonna give it a seven. Good old action nostalgia. I'm looking up one liners from that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we better wrap this up before <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember this. Oh my god, this is amazing. Say it. Say it. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. Oh, Wait, there's no, more. No. Of course, more. Chris. The whole movie's one-liners, man. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't it, like? They're just so bad, and they're almost all of these are are are, are Mr. Uh, Freezes <laughs> because he had the best ones. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay. <laughs> and there's all right, photos from this. This is just terrible. Holy shit. Mm. Uh, kind of air. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven as well. All right, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Ooh, yeah. I'm oh wow. Because it's just there's there's a lot of cringe to it, yes. And but I mean, from just a pure '90s action film with the great guitar riffs and the explosions that are just and ah oh god, the plot holes. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch this and I'm gonna try to count up every freaking plot hole because it's ridiculous. Like I can just recall a bunch of them just right now about you know why do you go to federal prison why did he go across the country it's just i don't know all the stuff just to make the story make somewhat sense i guess yep. but nothing makes sense but that's okay because you just have nick cage and his wonderful hair and ridiculous dialogue john malkovich being john malkovich and everyone being themselves just making this just a fun crazy ride and uh i think i read that john cusack hates this movie so much he refuses to talk about it it's a shame. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's done oh, sure. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought his role was fine in this movie. Like, it's I think not he... even it's not even that large of a role, right? It's a secondary it's... role. I, I, yeah, you're right. I don't get it. Cusack being Cusack, but uh, anyway, it's 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 a fun movie. So we'll, we'll see. So that um, 
with our scores combined, that brings us to a 6.9, which, if I go back to my notes, is a 6.9 on IMDb. That's, is that twice in a row that we've matched IMDb in our nostalgia? I believe so. That's hilarious. So, uh, it's so I don't random. Know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we're onto something. Maybe we're just weird. But um, we see good. I, we just take all the scores from IMDb and pretend that they're ours. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. We actually break it down mathematically and divide it out amongst the four of us. It's all but playing Tim the head, folks. Tim would do that. Tim would do that. Yes, he would. I know, I, I know he would. <laughs> Shut up, guys. My totally unplanned score to make this thing work is uh, 5.6666. Uh, <laughs> rounded to the set. Yeah. Yep. I do what I do. Right. We, know. we know. All right. So with that, that ends part one. We're going to each watch this and then we'll, we'll come back and uh, talk about all the great, great, terrible things in this movie. I don't know. I've, I've been holding off on watching some, I saved a bunch of clips of people just, just tearing this film apart. Other reviews are, it just, there's just so much to it. So I'll, I'll check those out after I watch it. But, but in the meantime, while we're waiting for our part two, I strongly encourage everyone to play our game. Uh, it's out on our website, oswpodcast.com. There's a little tab for over under game. Every question that we asked is out there. And like I said, for every correct answer you get, you get bonus entries into our drawing. And it's uh, got quite a few prizes already. Total value has gone way up. So um, definitely definitely participate. Um, it's, we're just trying to have some fun, give some fun things away. And we'll we'll give more details as we go, but uh, that drawing will pretty much end uh, August thirty first, and we'll figure out a fun way to celebrate and um, give away a bunch of stuff. And appreciate everyone that's participated so far. We've had over over two hundred entries into that as of today, as of this nice. morning. So um, keep it up, keep playing, keep sharing, uh, just keep having fun with us, and we'll we'll just keep doing it. So we'll, I appreciate we'll celebrate it. by watching more Nick Cage movies. Yeah, more Nick Cage and like, Batman like Ghost Rider. Oh God! Oh no, uh, we're not I'm doing Ghost Rider. I will punch you in the face. I'll punch myself in the face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Conair, let's go. Sweet. Put the bunny back in the box. Why couldn't you put the bunny <laughs> back in the box? So thanks everybody. This is Conair, and I'm second watch, part one. Hey, I'm waiting for your. I'm spaz. No, that's <laughs> that's after the second one. Spaz. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Good to know. I'm glad we have a pattern established. I, just, I, I did it for you guys anyway. It spaz out. Did it again. Whoop, whoop. What? What? Make make it make it stop. Please make it it's, stop. It's stopping right now. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.